are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to another episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Wright Hillpiper. Today with me, my co-host, LaShawn Daniels. Before we get into things, I want to thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. So the topic of discussion for today is we're going to be going through um, Iowa's football schedule for this upcoming season, going through um, what games we think they're going to win, what games we think they're going to lose, um, so on and so forth, just trying to give some insight um, on how we think the season is going to go. So first of all, LaShawn, how are you doing today? We're doing well, right? I mean, it's it's good to be back back on the pod again. Um so I'm really looking forward to obviously another Hawkeye football season and anytime we get to chop it up and talk a little bit about some football, uh, I'm always feeling good. So how you doing? I'm doing just fine. I thought, I thought today would be the uh, perfect day to kind of go through um, what our thoughts were on the upcoming season. Uh, you being a former football player yourself, uh, I'd love to get your insight on some things. So mm-hmm. let's start out with the first game of the season, which is going to be versus South Dakota State. It's going to be a home game. I have it down as being a 35 to seven win. Um, this one to me is probably one of the more secure locks for the season. Uh, South Dakota State went 11 and four last season, um, but they didn't play any regular season games against big time teams, and they they don't play in a, against enough big schools to be ready to play a game against Iowa. And they also lost to the University of Northern Iowa last year, 17 to 26. So I'm I'm curious on your thoughts to this because this is this is definitely one of the games where I'm I'm pretty pretty sure that Iowa is going to come out with a W. Yeah. So going into a season, first off, it's hard to win football games. Like no matter who you play, no matter what the final score ends up being, right? There's always a lot of work that ends up going into preparing for a team on Saturdays and as you going out there and executing. And, you know, whenever you play uh, like a non-Power 5 school or you play at play FCS school, uh, those guys are going to give you your best shot, right? So it's never a situation where you can kind of just waltz in and kind of lollygag and, and hope you're going to get a victory. I mean, heck, when I was playing, <laughs> we had lost to North Dakota State, right? And, and we were a ranked football team at the time. Obviously, that season uh, didn't end up going you know, quite as planned, but we had still won a ton of big time games that season, but we also lost a few as well. Right. So whenever you are playing against, um, you know, a smaller school, you do have to still be on your, on top of your game, uh, regardless of the opponent, because you know that they're going to give you your best shot every single opportunity. Um, whenever they get a chance to play a big, big school, like, like, like us. So, um, but it is a situation where it's like, okay, you expect our, our guys to go in and obviously play well. See, early in the season is typically where Iowa, where we're typically trying to just get our feet feet up, up, up under us. So 
obviously there's going to be growing pains and things like that. But again, it should be a, a game that, uh, you know, the Hawks are ready to play and uh, should have success in. Absolutely. Makes perfect sense to me. This, uh, this next one, I'm, I'm very curious to get your stance on this. Uh, I have uh, them playing Iowa State at home in their second game of the season. I have them winning 17-10. to 10. Um, Obviously, Iowa beat Iowa State last season 27-17 in a very close game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to see. They lost to Baylor, West Virginia, and Texas Tech last season, went 7-6. and six. What are what are your thoughts going into a game versus Iowa State? Like, is there is there like a different mentality to that? Uh, yeah. I well, I wouldn't say that it's that we prepare any differently than we would for any any other week, right? Because you see, you're not going to change your preparation um, specifically, like you know how you schedule practice, how you schedule lifts and stuff, and you know how you just tackle. Uh, the week preparation, but it's going into the game. I mean, all the players know that it's a it's a big time, you know, rivalry game for 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 us. It's a big time rivalry game for them, and it's a game that that you want to win, right? You want to have those bragging rights, those those state bragging rights uh, when you're playing uh, Iowa State. So um, you do, you definitely are though a little bit more more jacked up when it comes to preparation that week, just because you know it's a rivalry game, you know. Everyone in the state's going to be tuned in, um, you know, whether you're playing in Ames or you're playing in Iowa City, you know, the, the crowd is going to be rocking. So uh, it it's always it's always a fun week um, when when I was playing. I mean, it was a fun week for the fans. So going into that game, the the focus really is just trying to make sure that, you know, where you're focused and you're on your preparation, right? You're honed in on you know, doing the things that you need to do day in and day out to make sure that come Saturday, um, you know, you're ready to play uh, fast and you're ready to play, you know, to the level that you're capable because losing that game is not a good feeling at all. Thankfully, I only lost to Iowa State one time and that was enough for me. So uh, that that feeling of beating your in-state rival, uh, there's really not too many uh, feelings uh, better than that than and kicking their butt. So you do are you definitely are a lot more prepared, I would say, going into that game just because the excitement that is surrounded of playing your in-state rival. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Uh like I said, I was I was pretty excited to get your your uh your standpoint on that because I didn't I didn't know if it was obviously you don't prepare any different. Um it's just another mm-hmm. game. Um yep. but I was I was wondering if the mindset was a little bit uh a little bit different like you're you're like you you know we really even if it's not like late in the season and it's not a super super important game mentally it is because you're you're playing your in-state rival and that's that's the one game yep. where you're like you know if we lose this we're going to hear about it for the next year. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, no one wants to be getting nagged uh by Iowa State fans all year about how uh you know you lose that team over there so uh, yeah, we, we definitely make sure that we're ready to go for that game, regardless of whatever the, the rest of the season is like. Um, being those guys is definitely always a great feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next one I want to talk about, third game of the season, will be against Nevada. I have that as a W, 52-3, to three because of the weaknesses that Nevada has shown on their defense um they they let offenses put up a lot a lot of numbers on them last season and as you mentioned earlier with south dakota state they're going to be on their they're going to be on their a game being a smaller school going up against um you know a bigger d1 school especially that early in the season 
You know, Nevada went eight and five last year, but like I said, they do have a lot, a lot of um, easily exploited uh, things on their defense that I think Iowa is going to be able to pick apart. And I just don't think that they're they're going to be able to play on the same level as Iowa. But obviously, like you said, it's it's different for when you play smaller schools that earlier in the season because they're definitely going to be on top of their game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of times when you are playing against a smaller school, um, there's always you know. Like there's always like one or two guys on that on that opposing team that there are obviously going to be draftable prospects, right? And that they're going to show out and and do their thing. So um, it's tough when you do when you are playing a small smaller school because um, as much as we try as players, right? You try to go into the game, you try to be uh, take you know as not as focused as much as possible on you know getting ready to beat that 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 team, whatever the small school is. It's just it just doesn't have that same type of oomph that maybe some of your other uh, games on the schedule have. I mean, it's just it just it is it is what it is. Right. As much as you try to avoid uh, that complacency mindset, um, it is tough sometimes for it to seep in. And especially coming off of a rivalry game. Right. Uh, it can be it, sometimes you can still just be thinking about that past game or maybe even looking ahead to big 10 play. Right. So sometimes there can be um, some lapses and in, in, in play where, you know, maybe you're not playing up to your standard. Right. And that's something that I know coach Ferentz always tries to, to harp on us, just making sure that, Hey, that game's behind us. It's time to focus on the, on our opponent now. Right. It, it's, it's a new week. It's a new opponent, right. Winning football games and calls football is very, very difficult. So you can't just go out there and lollygag throughout preparation throughout the week and expect to win, right? But again, Nevada, I don't know too much about Nevada to be to be quite honest. Um, but you know, I do know that, you know, every now and again they'll they'll play some teams tough, right? I mean, uh to win eight football games last year's is still a, a great feat to do. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I still would expect Iowa to again come out strong and you know play their play their brand of football and force uh, Nevada to try to adjust. And you know they most likely wouldn't be able to. So yeah, absolutely. Um, fourth fourth game of the season is going to be the first away game. Um, I have them starting out the season three and three and zero. Oh. Um, going into Rutgers, I have that I have Iowa winning forty two twenty one in that game. Personally, I think that in the first in the first half of this game, it's going to be a shootout. Uh, I think maybe they might end up tied at the end of the first half um, with Rutgers, but I think in the second half, Iowa is really going to pick up um, on their offense and really start to show up on the defensive side of the ball. Rutgers went five and eight last season, which uh, it's a losing record. But again, like you said, winning even five games in college football is extremely extremely hard. Um, but it's, it's also very hard to ignore the losses that they had last season. They lost to Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Northwestern, who Northwestern is time and time again, not a very good, not a very good football program. Uh, Wisconsin, Penn State and Maryland. Um, but Rutgers, you know, just every year they just come back and they kind of they kind of prove that they they can't really compete with, you know, the top schools at the D1 level. So. I, I like I said, I think this is going to be a shootout in the first half, but I think eventually in the second half, I was really going to start to pick up and start to put some numbers on the board. Yeah, see, Rutgers is 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 interesting to me. Um, like there's some there's some weeks when you watch them on film and you're like, okay, these guys might actually be all right, right? They may actually have 
have uh, some players, and they usually do always have a have a couple uh, good players um, that will make it into the NFL and you know play place quite quite some time there. But uh, then there's times where it's like you watch them, and then you're like, I don't even understand how to how they're a big Big Ten football team, right? I mean, there's there's plenty of teams that they'll play that they play tough, right? I mean, I think last year, uh, you know, they played Michigan. I mean, pretty much down to the wire, if I recall correctly, right? Yeah. Um, and then you have times where, you know, the the following week where they play Ohio State and then they lose by like forty, right? And then yeah. <laughs> it's 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 an interesting team whenever you watch them every single year. And I feel like it's it's been the same story for for a long time for them. I mean, I feel like they haven't had they haven't had they haven't had any success since they joined the Big Ten um to be quite to be quite honest and um honestly there's nothing that i've seen that's gonna make me feel like that trend would change in 2022 um obviously i know that they made a coaching change uh was it two years ago so now um they're starting to get probably more into having their guys into the building and um getting their guys to start experiencing the way that their coach wants the program to be but Again, it's Rutgers. Yeah. <laughs> as as me as that sounds, right? It's Rutgers, right? They're they've been really pretty much pretty much the worst Big Ten team since they they joined the conference. And again, I don't really see any reason to feel like why that that would change. To be honest, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, going into Week Five of the season, this one absolutely breaks my heart. But I'm I'm gonna have to say that Michigan is gonna hand. Iowa, their first loss of the season. And I, I honestly, I have this one going either way. Uh, I have written down it's either going to be a loss 20 to 21 or a win 21 to 20. But regardless of how it turns out, I think it's going to be miles apart of what the Big Ten championship game was last year. Obviously, Iowa lost to Michigan 42 to 3 in the Big Ten championship game. And Michigan went 12 and 2 last season. They were a very, very solid team. Regardless of the outcome of that game, I think it. I think it's going to be drastically different than the Big Ten championship game. They they beat Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State, but they lost to Michigan State in that rivalry game, which was, I mean, probably one of the best football games I've ever watched. It was absolutely entertaining. Um, I'd love to see Iowa pull out a win here. It just, I I don't know if I can picture it happening, um, but I, obviously I would love to see it happen. Yeah, so <laughs> that's an interesting uh so for for starters, right? I always got a tough tough schedule, right? I mean, every year you're playing in the Big 10, you're going to have a tough schedule, but particularly uh this year um they're going to have a really 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 tough tough ride, right? And playing Michigan early in the season is definitely going to be tough, right? Um I mean, you're looking at their offense, I think they right they return like seven starters. They do have a lot of holes, so they do have to fill out on defense, right, with um, Aiden Hutchinson, obviously, possibly being the, the number one overall pick in the draft this year, um, and as well as a number of different uh, defensive players uh, that Michigan's going to have to replace, right? Um, but you know that it's Michigan, right? You know that that's a blue blood school, that they're, they're that a team, that, that program, especially under Har- Harbaugh, they never really ever have to rebuild. They kind of just reload um with 
more four stars, more five star players in several different different spots. Right. So whenever we whenever we play Michigan, you know that you're going to be going against a very, very tough football team. You're going to go against a fast football team. And of course, you're going to be going against a very, very talented football team. And the biggest, I think, weakness, I mean, it's pretty obvious, right, that Iowa had when playing Michigan in the Big Ten title game last year was obviously the offense. And Iowa's offense is inability to score points, right? I mean, it went down early, was able to kick a field goal, and, like, that was pretty much it, right? I mean, weren't able to generate any type of momentum um, offensively and you know that I was always going to have a good defense and I was able to somewhat keep Michigan in check right in that first half. And then right. The second half came again. I was still was not able to move the ball offensively. Um, and then I, and then Michigan kind of just imposed their will and, you know, finish, finish us off. Right. So looking ahead, knowing that Iowa is going to have to make a bunch of changes offensively, um, to have some success, whether regardless of whether they do at the quarterback position, um, obviously filling some holes um, with at the running back spot and filling holes at the um, center spot with Tyler Linderbaum, obviously declaring, right? It's going to be definitely interesting to see how Iowa's offense continues to develop this season. And if their offense can uh, be a little even marginally better than they were last year, I feel like they're going to have a lot much more chance of success versus Michigan this this time around. Yeah, absolutely. And like you were saying, Michigan has always been a school that four and five star recruits want to go to because they know that they're going to be a good they they know that they're going to be a good team year after year. So yep. it's it's hard to it's hard to kind of compete with that because you know Iowa doesn't get a whole lot of four and five star recruits you know consistently wanting to come and play football for them. But I. Like I said, it, this is one that could really go either way, uh, and I'd love to see Iowa pull it out, but it's mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting, and I think it's going to be a shootout, and I th- I'm pretty sure it's going to go down to the wire, but that this is this is the one game that I'm very, very excited to see this upcoming season. <laughs> if we get a Michigan and the Iowa shootout, <laughs> I, think, I think everyone will be somewhat happy. That means the offenses are playing decent, so. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Uh, rounding out the first half of the season, uh, Iowa goes to Illinois to play them. I have it down as a win, 33-17. This one, I didn't, I mean, I didn't really have a whole lot of trouble deciding which way to go with this. Illinois went five and seven last season. They lost Iowa 33-23 last season. They also Mm -hmm. lost to uh, Maryland, Purdue, Wisconsin. And I mean, they lost to Rutgers. (laughs) I mean, come on now. They did, they did have that crazy. Crazy, crazy nine overtime win against Penn State, which was absolutely insane. It was like a like a five hour game or something like that. I, I it was oh man. I would I wish the NFL would do would do stuff like this where they can allow games to go into nine overtimes. And obviously, you know, like with TV contracts and stuff like that, you can't do that. But it was <laughs> it was an insane game. I don't think that something like that's going to happen with Iowa. And I mean, even if it did, I think Iowa is going to pull this one out. Will it be an easy win? I, I don't want to say it's going to be easy, but I think 33 to 17 is probably a fairly it's a it's a fair judgment call, especially with you know Iowa beating them last year by 10. I, I that's that's how I think this is one this one is going to go. And like I said, I didn't have too much trouble deciding you know one way or the other. Yeah, again, Illinois again, 
as I mentioned earlier with Rutgers, right, Illinois is another interesting football team, right? I mean, they've had very, very good football teams in the past, right? I mean, um, you look at some of their history, obviously they've had some good football players come out of there. They've had some good teams come out of there. And they typically do play Iowa pretty hard every single year. Um, let's see, now with Brett Bielema being there as their coach, uh, obviously he's trying to change a little bit of kind of their program and, and, and where they're at and how they, uh, you know, really attack uh, moving forward. And they were big on the run game last year. I wouldn't expect that to change this year. Thankfully, Iowa is going to have, I think we got eight starters returning on defense, which again, it's yeah. really, really, really good um, for us. So got guys that's played a lot of ball for a long time. You know what you're going to get a really solid Iowa defense, um, especially with when you have Coach Phil Parker uh, really, really leading that charge. You know that that defensively they're going to be, be all right. So not too worried about, you know, Illinois just kind of running all over us, even though there were times last year where I felt like we did have some trouble stopping the run or really just not necessarily stopping the run, but making tackles when, when needed to be. But again, Illinois is an interesting team because they'll play teams very, very hard, right? Where again, they beat, uh, at the time it was a really, really quality per, I mean, Penn state team, but then the week before, right, they lost to Rutgers. And then the week after they beat Penn state, they lost to Wisconsin, like 24 to zip. So it's like they're they're a team that kind of bounces around between being above average and then below average. So definitely them figuring out that that mix uh, and maybe they do make that that jump forward. But all in all, I was going to be Iowa and they're going to play solid football. And again, it's not a team that really keeps 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 you up at night so yeah absolutely and i and like like you were saying they they play they lose to Rutgers and then they go beat Penn State and then they get you know clobbered by Michigan i i i have to say i can't really blame them you go in there you play four quarters of football and then you go into nine overtimes you're you're playing <laughs> you're playing virtually 13 quarters of football in one game it's it's in it's not quite obviously time wise but it's it's absolutely insane to me that they could they could even go in and try to stop Wisconsin the next week after that but that yeah. that's definitely got to be kind of kind of hard on on morale after you know losing to Rutgers and then having a great win over Penn State but then losing to Wisconsin i like i said i think iowa is going to go in there and impose their will on illinois um in illinois which is even better obviously winning a road game uh, is great. So I, it's not it's not one that is really tough to kind of interpret. But like you said, Illinois is is just like Rutgers. They're they're interesting every year, and you can't you can't really tell whether or not they're going to be you know good week to week yeah. or not. So, yep. you know, I I'm I am excited to see that game as well. But I think that's going to be you know one that Iowa isn't going to have too much trouble with. Mm-hmm. So sure. before we get into the story of the day, I want to talk about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season as opening day has come and gone. Make sure you get on there. Check that out. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. 
Bet online where the game starts. Disclaimer, you must be 21 years of age to do live sports betting. I'm only saying that because I'm 18 years old and I'm hosting this podcast. <laughs> so I guarantee, I guarantee that there are people out there who are younger than 21 listening to this. So make sure you are 21 years of age before you go check out betonline.net. Okay, so the story of the day today, which LaShawn, I want to get your opinion on this as well. Iowa football offers the in-state linebacker Derek Weiskopf from Williamsburg. Now, I know Derek. I have not played against him, but I have seen him play before. He is currently a sophomore at Williamsburg, which is 20 minutes from my hometown. He's a sophomore, 6'3", 205-pound linebacker in the class of 2024, like I said. While only being a sophomore in high school, Weiskopf has been a key member of the Raiders' defense since he was a freshman at Berg this past season. Weiskopf finished the season with 80 tackles and three picks on defense and 23 catches for 372 yards and five touchdowns on offense. Along with today's offer from Iowa, Weiskopf has received offers from Wisconsin and Nebraska, which came after he visited the schools during their spring practices. Weiskopf made a statement about receiving an offer from Iowa in which he said, my parents and I were talking to Coach Ferentz. We were getting to know each other, and he said, I would like you to play for us, and I was super happy to get the offer. Weiskopf is also set to visit Iowa State on Wednesday and follow that up with a visit to Iowa this upcoming Saturday. So, LaShawn, basically my question for you is, what what do you think of this kid? Yeah, I mean, so – See, I'm gonna to have to do more more research on Derek, but just from what you've just told me, and you you look at a guy's size like that, um, while being a young, still a young young football player, uh, that's definitely something that that gets you excited, right? And you see a guy that's that young and he's already making uh, plays on both sides of the football, um, showing his versatility and his and his talent, and putting it on display is is huge right and when you collect an offer any first off if you collect any offer right it's it's a it's a big deal right let alone when you've already racked up three three uh power five offers you know before your your junior football season it tells you that okay that this guy's a a pretty good football player especially when you get an offer from iowa and wisconsin i know i know nebraska offers a whole bunch of people all the time, but I know Iowa and Wisconsin are pretty selective in their offers. And when, when you are getting that type of attention early on, that's definitely a really, really good thing. Now, the thing is obviously as, and when you look at the Iowa football program, you want to keep your in-state guys right there and within your program. Right. So trying to attack those guys and making sure, making them that they feel wanted and that they, have the the possibility to come in and continue, you know, really a, I would consider a pretty strong linebacker tradition that we have here at the at the University of Iowa. Um, I feel like that's that's an opportunity that I feel like um, would be great for him to take advantage of for sure. So when you're when you're that young and you're already making plays and you're already making noise in the recruiting landscape, it tells you that okay, a that this guy's a really good football player and we need to get him um really really um as as part of the team so definitely excited for the kid i know how i how excited i was when i got my iowa offer and granted i didn't get mine until after my senior football senior football year so he's definitely way 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 ahead of the eight ball for sure yeah absolutely and and not only football this this weiskopf kid he's a standout on williamsburg basketball team as well 
which I, I don't want to get into too much because Iowa is offering him a football scholarship. But he's he's a sophomore. He's 16 years old, six foot three, 205 pounds, which personally is insane to me because I'm a freshman in college and I'm five foot seven and 140 on a good day. So <laughs> I I can't wait to see you know if this if Weiskopf does end up making it to Iowa to see what he's able to do. And Williamsburg sits in the 3A class in uh, in Iowa and they're they're consistently a good team year after year and they I I can't remember if they made it to to state this past year or not but they they've always been a fairly good team and the fact that he was a freshman starting on their defense speaks wonders about what he's able to do especially on the defensive side of the ball being that big and I think that when he does come to Iowa he will stick to that linebacker position I don't think that he will end up um, moving to offense, but he he could and he may, but I would personally love to see him at that linebacker spot. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. But, hey, being versatile is never a bad thing, right? So um, love to hear that he's just a standout in, in all areas and all phases. So that just only shows you that, hey, he's got talent, he's got ability, and any football program would be happy to have him, but especially Iowa. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so that is it for the episode today. Tomorrow, I'm going to be talking about the second half of the season, getting score predictions on that, wins versus losses. So make sure you tune into tomorrow's episode to talk about that. Make sure you go follow LaShawn on Twitter. You can follow him at LaShawn Daniels Jr. on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Rye Hill. You can follow my Instagram. You can follow LaShawn's Instagram as well. And make sure you stay up to date with the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast as well. You can follow them on Twitter at Locked on Iowa and on Instagram as well. So that is it for today's episode, and we will see you all tomorrow.